With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. recovery is endless to helping those in need to having a touch of class to a sense of humor that's right your featured host and founder rita hodges and now your featured program this is the serenity show solutions 
And if you're hiding behind a mask, well, I'm most likely your gal that will reveal what's hiding behind it. Ouch. Boo. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, where's my, uh, I'm looking for my, um, where's my, oh my God. It's, oh, there it is. I just booed myself. (laughs) I just had to. I couldn't help it. Let's keep a little humor in there. Yeah, my friend's list doesn't stretch very long. But, uh, however, it's the very few that that are true and faithful that count. Right? Amen. It is Friday night, June 26th, just after 9 p.m., and I am here in the Serenity Room coming to you from Clarksville, Tennessee, and we are broadcasting live on Blog Talk Radio. And my sobriety date is August 25th, 2009, and it is a great day to be sober. What do you think? What do you think, Jesse? Isn't it a great day to be sober? Absolutely. That's right. That is my special guest, Jesse Thomas. I'm going to bring her in, and I'll introduce her in a moment, but I don't want to leave her all alone and let her miss out on all the excitement because uh, I'm just embarrassing myself. <laughs> I love you, Rita. I love you too, darling, and, and welcome back to my show. You You were here once before. Uh, with your parents, uh, Sharon uh, Glidden, and uh, I apologize, I don't remember your father's uh, first name. Was it Frank? Carl. Carl. No, Carl. Carl. Right. Is that what you said, Carl? Yeah, correct. And and he's a doctor at the uh, emergency room in, uh, was it Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Henrietta, Oklahoma. Yeah. Henrietta, Oklahoma, that's right. And and we covered a very vital topic um on the pain pill epidemic, uh, moving through to heroin, uh, and and what a good show that was. In fact, I still have it in my archives. I, oh, by the way, listeners, I have not taken down my archives yet. Still giving you an opportunity to listen to them for free. Uh, uh, aren't I a nice gal? Ah, ah, yeah. Because, yeah, I know, because they're going up for sale in my web store on my website at www.theserenityshow.net for uh, the foundation I have started, uh, uh, helping teens say no to drugs and alcohol, to uh, get uh, my program going for smart dating into uh, the communities and high schools and so forth and the justice system, which is a great program, which will uh, teach them healthy dating skills. And also uh, with having that, because uh, when we're dysfunctional in that area, we usually make a lot of uh, unhealthy choices in a lot of other areas. So if we have that aligned, uh, I feel uh, our young ones make a, a lot of healthy choices in a lot of other areas and moving them in the right direction. Um, wouldn't you agree, Jesse? That's right. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I, I want to give a big shout out to uh, uh, my blog talk radio 
team gal, my go-to gal, Kathy Tyson. I got to talk to her today. And uh, 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 sorry, folks, uh, for those that are tuning in live, um, having a little problem in my studio. If you've noticed that the keywords, the tags, are in single-digit letters, uh, trust me, that's not how it all started. I had some wonderful keywords down there. Uh, it will be fixed, um, it, but there is no one in customer service at this time. Uh, I tried to address the, the problem, but there was nobody there. So um, it, it is not fixable at this time, but I will have it addressed, uh, the issue addressed by tomorrow. So uh, if you want to go back in and address the key, the keywords, uh, you could do it then. I'll have it fixed by then. So uh, shout out to, to Kathy. Uh, she's always been my hero, and I love my new studio. You know, uh, for those that don't know, but for those that do that follow me, you know I have some haters out there. <laughs> No way. I, I do. And here's to my haters. <laughs> and, and, you know, I haven't heard from them lately. And you know why? Because I pray for them. And they've been zapped by Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> Just zapping the love right into them. That's right. <laughs> and and uh, so, uh, but I have a way now to... Uh, uh, screen all my calls. So anytime a caller calls in, I get to screen my calls. So haters, uh, not a chance in the world will you get on my show again because I know the sounds of your voice and your ways of manipulation. So it's not happening. So uh, move on. Go work on somebody else. <laughs> mm. So anyhow, moving on, moving on. Let's um. Is uh, Brandy out there by any chance? She was my other guest uh, speaker. Brandy, if you're out in the audience, uh, can you please call in at 646-929-0424? Jesse is a guardian of a 16-year-old that uh, has saved, um, praise Jesus, has saved the young lady, from our foster care system, but Brandy wasn't so lucky. Uh, she was tossed in and out of foster care system all of her life. And, and our show is, uh, the title tonight is Foster Care, uh, The Trap Door Endangering Children. Uh, it's a it's a very unique topic. Um, uh, now, I've always, every show that I've done to date so far has been through lived experiences, but this, this is a topic where... Uh, the, that I haven't um, experienced in, in one form or fashion uh, due to the fact that I was never placed in foster care or by a guardian. However, I, I did uh, uh, leave home at a very young age and uh, moved around and became homeless at, at many times uh, throughout my teenage years um, and was very uh uh, sexually and physically abused uh, by the man that I was with, which was the drug dealer. Um, and and uh, a lot of these kids uh, uh, experience uh, some of these traumatic uh, events through foster care parents. And, and this man was um, in his uh, 20s, and I was only 15. 
16 years old when uh, these events were happening. So uh, I relate uh, a lot to what some of these uh, children were experiencing um, uh, during these events uh, because uh, his mother was also living there. Uh, she was teaching me etiquette and uh, how to be a lady and so forth. And then on the other side of the door, um, her drunk son was uh, ripping clothes off of me and uh, raping me and abusing me. You know, so uh, there was a really uh, mixed message, uh, uh, abusive uh, situation going on there. So I, I really do relate to the story um, uh, in, in how the system can be abusive and how it gets tossed around because uh, my father left me in this situation. He came once to get me and uh, the man scared him apparently and my father turned his back on me and walked away and never came back after me again. Um, so uh, that that's that on that. Uh, but let's, um, I want to read here uh, uh, in the abstract um, and, and we'll move on. But l let me tell you a little bit about um, uh, uh, Jesse here, my guest. Um, introduce, uh, uh, first I have to introduce, um, I didn't get to finish reading here. Introducing the Serenity Show's first sponsor, we have the Addictions Academy uh, with beautiful Callie Estes. Um, I'm also honored to have them a part of my show. Callie and her staff are business professionals in educating and nationally certified teaching addiction coaching, um, anger management coaching, gambling addiction issues, drug and alcohol addiction issues. Uh, they have coaching for executives and business professionals. Um, uh, she's also been featured on CNBC, HBO, CBS Philly, LA Times, NBC News, Channel 4. Uh, she knows parenting, U.S. News. It, the list just kept going on and on and on, so I just kind of ended it right there. Um, she doesn't just uh, specialize in coaching. uh, uh she also specializes in treating these addictions, and I'll share them with you. She's a very talented, uh, caring, uh, giving, uh, godly woman in, in, in being a chosen one for this field. And, and I'm just so uh, amazed at what she does and, and so honored to be a part of, of, of her life's work. Uh, she also uh, has... Uh, she has available a three to seven day rehab concierge uh, addiction treatment. Uh, she uh, uh, these are the addictions that she uh, uh, she treats: sex, food, trauma, PTSD, nutrition, fitness, stress, anxiety, and post withdrawal syndromes. And and for any of these uh, treatments, uh, you could find her on. Uh, Facebook. Oh, and for the classes, I'm sorry, for coaching, she has webinar classes and also live. You can find her on Facebook. Her web address is www.theaddictionscoach.com. Um, their phone number is 786-709-0479 or their 800 number 
is 800-706-0318. View their site for all their upcoming promotions. Thank you, ladies, for all your, your help to educating our leaders in order to help save lives and how you save lives also. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, for um, our wonderful guest here, uh, Jesse Thomas, um, she, uh, she has studied at Ashford University. She is from Fort Walton Beach, Florida. She recently got engaged to her wonderful partner, Robert Mackey. She has two beautiful daughters. She also owns a sober living house uh, with four bedrooms where women can reside there after reaching a 30-day sobriety. Uh, They must obtain employment and uh, go to meetings. Uh, Is that that not true? Is that how that works? Yes. We'll we'll let you talk a little bit about that, okay? Okay. uh, and then you also have guardianship of the 16-year-old that you have saved from uh, the broken system. And I'd like to welcome you, you to the show. And uh, this is for you. Thank you, Rita. Um, I'm really happy to be here. Appreciate you contacting me. Um Well, let's see. Where shall I begin? I really, I get somewhat frustrated when I start talking about the the situation um, with how hard it was to get guardianship of um, Lily, is her name. We won't go into last name. Yeah, we don't have Um, to do that. uh, Her mother. not necessary. um, Her mother's in my sober living house, and it was, um, it was, a friend of mine who was actually a neighbor contacted me saying that she has a friend who um, had come out of treatment, had absolutely nowhere else to stay. Uh, we live in a very small town in Oklahoma, and um, she's in the drug court program. She had been caught with drugs um, a little while prior you know, to this time, and then the drug court completed treatment and um, had just run out all of her resources. Everybody she knew in this town um, was still using drugs or alcohol, and she just had no sober support in this area. Um, All of her family was in Washington um, and just out of state. And she uh, was then able to find a job. Anyway, long story short, I gave her 30 days in the sober living house to find a job, and... um, Anyways, we worked really hard to try to find a job for her, and we couldn't. And finally, um, she had had a, uh, about a year of sobriety at this point, and I ended up actually hiring her uh, to work at our treatment center, Tiger Mountain Recovery. Wow. She ended, up being, she ended up being an excellent employee. You know, she was um, excellent in the drug court program, had never had any sanctions, never failed a UA, always made her meetings. I mean, just, she just worked her program perfectly. You know, she was always um, really, you know, supportive to anybody. Um, so she was doing in the drug court program. Absolutely. She just, you know, just impressed me through and through. All of my clients, you know, really looked up to her. She was just How just long amazing. did this go on for? 
Um, well, actually, she's been she's been in the sober living house for about a year and a half now. Um, well, anyway, she has four children. Two of the younger children are back in Washington. The oldest is 18 years old, um, so she was, you know, out of DHS custody at this point. The uh, Lily w- was 15 at this point in time. Um, now, the the foster home that she was living in was a, about a block away from my house, and she uh, was approved for visits. And so I was able to meet this young girl um, on and off. You know, she, she would come over. Anyways, um, there was a mix-up. She ended up not getting along with the foster parents and ended up in a shelter. Um, I did what not kind of that shelter? I was, um, it was just a, a DHS shelter uh, for adolescents who, um, if there wasn't a foster family Whose available. Whose choice was this? How did, how did that happen? Um, well, the foster family and um, Lily herself agreed that that was not a good fit. and um, So then so she the, goes back into the system. That's right. Um, and so... Immediately, you know, I talked to my girl and I said, you know, I'm a convicted felon. I did not think that I would be approved or, you know, would even be eligible. And so she talked to the caseworker and asked her, you know, what she thought, you know, and she asked how long ago I was convicted and it was over six years ago and she asked the judge and, um, so we started we started putting in the paperwork. The judge was like, yeah, as long as it's over six years ago. And we were going to try to um, be approved for foster care. Well, um, the only problem was um, my fiancé is retired and disabled from the military. And because his disability is post-traumatic stress disorder, they saw that as possibly being a problem. So we were not approved for foster care. Um, but we were approved for guardianship. What's the difference? Um, guardianship basically means that they sign over um, custody to us, well, to me specifically, and um, DHS is out of the picture completely. And and they how is that over. different from foster care? Foster care um, is... Uh, DHS is still in the picture. They randomly do checks. We would have to take classes, and they would pay us almost $600 a month to care oh, so, for her. So, you, so when you get guardianship, you get no money. Right. And okay. and they're out of the picture. They are no longer and they're out of the picture for her care. Right. Okay. But that could be dangerous, too. And as long as um, the mother and the DHS worker or the caseworker approve whoever it is, I mean, and you got to think too. I mean, my only saving grace is that I'm well known in this community, and um, you know, I run the sober living house. I was the administrator of a rehab, and I've done my work in the community. And also, um, the judge and the DHS attorney is the same judge and attorney who took my kids away seven years ago. Wow. And they are the same ones who granted me my children back. 
So they're familiar with me. They're familiar with my story. They know that the work that my family and I, you know, they know everything that we've been through. So that was for your benefit then, having that same judge and and knowing you and your background and all the work that you had done and 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 how far you've come in your life, you you truly yes. benefited from that. It's actually a miracle. This happened on December 4th. He was retiring. That judge retired December 31st. Wow. Wow. What a miracle that is. Praise Mm -hmm. Jesus. I just want to let callers, you can call in at 64. Where's my my number at? (laughs) 646-929-0421. And hop in on the conversation. Any questions, concerns that you'd like to ask? to this conversation we will uh we're getting through all this uh or if you know anyone that's been in foster care if you have any experiences yourselves please join in on the conversation love to have you okay go on darling okay well and also i have to mention that lily stayed in that shelter for five months while we went to yes it was it was insane what was the Um, shelter like and uh uh it was an old nursing home, and it, it, I was approved to go pick her up every weekend and every time school was out. So as soon as um, school was out, every Friday afternoon, I would go and pick her up. Every time there was a holiday, I mean anything, I would go, she would come to my house. And um, another thing is that her mother was um, up for reunification, so she was eligible to get her back. Um, the only problem was that she was not financially stable, and because she was still in sober living and she did not have her own house, you know, and was not financially in a position where she could um, take care of her, um, is the only reason why she did not get her back. Another wonderful thing is that um, we both like set up and we discussed and laid out all of the boundaries and. Um, from the beginning, I'm like, look, I know this is scary. Signing over guardianship from the beginning is scary. People can use that against you, you know. Were you at any time, with anybody... the mother for guardianship? No, we did this together. Okay. We walked in the courtroom oh, okay. together. Right. I mean, anytime somebody has guardianship of your child, that's scary. What it happens is. if that person? Yeah, what happens if that person gets upset with you, or you do something to anger that person? Oh, you know, I've seen, and I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, you never know. I can't imagine you being that way, though. I right. just can't imagine that happening. So, how is you this gotta, woman doing? How is she doing? She, is she still doing, doing real good? Amazing. She's got two years, over two years, of sobriety, and we parent excellent together. We do oh, everything so she's together. Parenting, she's parenting her also then. Right. Well, you got to remember, my sober living house is two houses down from yeah. my house. Yeah. So, well, so this is anytime, a story. Yes. Anytime that there's a problem. And we, you know, and a lot of people, you think, you know, um, boundaries, ethics, it sounds kind of too close to home. you got to think there's a sober living house. You know, you have to, you know, there's, it, it, you have to make sure that there's, appropriate boundaries in place and we made sure that those are clear 
from the very beginning. And we, I actually had some of my therapists, you know, that worked at the treatment center kind of help me put those in place so that I knew what was appropriate, what wasn't appropriate, just, you know, just so that I, I could be prepared. And, and we have just, we really nailed it. I don't think everybody could do it as well as we did, but I've just been, I've been blessed. We've been blessed. Um, you know, we kind of had a, she had a little bit of issues in the beginning. You know, she had some friends that I didn't really approve of. She did a little bit of the sneaking out, but her mom and I, we met together with her. We kind of nipped that in the bud right together. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it's like got got to get that control back. And, and, and we know where that comes from. And, and, and that's real natural um, because of the dysfunction uh, that she was coming from. Um no guidance, no structure, no discipline, not enough love, uh, not a, not the proper attention, and and uh, and she's lost. She was just lost, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and she needed that structure back in her life. And and it sounds like you both have given that to her, and and uh, that that is just absolutely wonderful. Uh, wow. Uh, I, I just love hearing that. I I wish Brandy was here. Uh, to be able to tell her story because she shared some of her story with me um, and it just was not a pretty story at all. Uh, uh, Her picture is out on the uh, slideshow. Um, She's the one in the blue blouse um, with the black hair. Yeah. um, And she fought real hard to put a smile on her face. She was just a few days sober and she's battling with this disease right now. I played tough love with her uh, um, uh, I wouldn't go get her one night because she was drunk and, and said, sorry, no, get sober, I'll come get you. And and uh, she was mad at me. And uh, But she called See, me. Lily, so- Lily uh, struggled a little bit with that, too. You know, she was smoking pot and drinking. Yeah. And and we, uh, <laughs> I keep drug tests and alcohol swabs in the house. That's right. Like, Look, That's honey, right. You got to do it. I wanna- you got to do it. <laughs> I don't want to have to UA you, but I will. I was like, yeah. I want to. I don't want to keep you from the world. I want to What's be able to. Yeah, we huh? we have got to. Uh, we can't be blinded to the manipulation, the signs of the manipulation, because us drug addicts, when when we are getting high and getting loaded, especially children, that they are great manipulators. Uh, when when they are being their sweetest and their kindest to us is 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 when they are manipulating us uh, into getting what they want or they're hiding something. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but it, it's true. Uh, uh, well, if, I can. If we are, I can if we agree. are pissing them off every now and then. When my son told me he hated me, I said, "Thank you. I know I'm doing my job." <laughs> yes, my younger ones, I agree. But I'm I'm to a point now with Lily, um, where like for a while, you know, she was she was grounded um, for the sneaking out, and it took a long time. She had to slowly build trust back. But uh, you know, we've had such long discussions, and I'm to a point now where I I really honestly trust and believe that she is is in a position where if she if she was involved or, or with a crowd of people who were making poor choices, 
I trust and believe that she's going to make a good choice. Good. And she, she's she been with other people where she's like, Jesse, I need you to come get me. Good. You know, I don't want to get hard with That's them. And one, I'm like, you know why? Just continue yeah. to keep talking to her about it. And that's what's right. important. You got to keep it in her face. We we that's we right. can't just tell her once because it won't stick. And I'm going to give you a good example. Um, uh, I I I've really got in the face of the city councilman uh, today and last night and. The last time I saw him, he, he wouldn't even look at my program. He, he denied it without even letting me share it with him. How do you say no to something that you don't even know what it's about? Can you answer that for me, Jesse? How do you say no to a program that saves lives, children's lives, without even looking at it? I'm not telling you your program is bad, sir. I'm not telling you that your program hasn't been effective. I'm just telling you your program needs help. I Mm -hmm. sat in on your class. You asked you wanted the truth, and I'm telling you that it's dysfunctional. These kids are screaming out for structure, discipline, and guidance. And, and and I have a program that can give that to them. And and uh, it, there comes a time, a day and age, when we have to add on to what we are doing in, in order to improve what we have. Uh, right. Uh, in, in order for things to become more productive and more useful and make it a stronger and effective program for our kids to really get it. Being mm-hmm. kids that have used drugs and used alcohol or have been abused or have run away from home or have been in the jail system, a class once a week ain't going to get it. You need to get some, uh, for an hour, you need to get some intense stuff going for them. You know, um, why why do you think they have 30-day treatment programs or or outpatient treatment programs that last two or three hours a day, five days a week? There's a reason for that. That's because it sticks. You know, you get it in their minds. You you get it uh, to a mesh for them to remember things. You know what? What do they remember once? And then, and then we don't get the parents involved. Oh, it's been too hard. I found it really hard to get the parents involved. What are you talking about? What do you mean it's too hard? Oh, and we don't got enough buses to bus these kids around, or enough volunteers. All I hear is a negative to every positive I'm giving you. What happened about willing to go to any lengths to make to to get this right for these children? We are the chosen ones from from and, and God's using us as vessels, you know. Uh, and, and 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 we are the ones that are supposed to be helping these children in finding a brighter future and uh, in guiding them in a different direction and and. Uh, and and, and and we're we're not no they're the ones giving all the excuses. That's all I heard. They had an excuse for everything, man. And we're supposed to ones that have a positive answer for them. 
you know, and, uh, and and your teachers are up there shaking their head, man. I don't got an answer for you, and 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 I'm just baffled. And he just keeps turning me down and turning me down. And I said, well, now, I said, this ain't about me and this ain't about you, sir. This is about our children. And now I think you got a personal issue. And uh, and you need to set it aside. And uh, we need to take care of these children. And that's what we, I says. what do you want me to do? He says, I says, he goes, I just wish you luck in taking care of your youth. I said, what do you want me to do? Take the west side and you take the north side? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not how it works. You know, um, I, do I sound tense? Do I sound yeah. tense? Why I want all of Clarksville to hear this. Hear me now. As I share this, because everyone in this town keeps telling me no, no, the reason. And uh, and after a while, what when you keep getting doors slammed in your face, you know, it maybe it's my tone of voice. I'm just a loud Italian, folks, with a whole lot of passion. And and when God gives you a message, it ain't about me, man. I can't help that God's talking to me. I got to stand up and and do what God tells me to do. And it happens to be in your direction. I can't help it. I'm coming your way. Expect me. Now and now it's it's up to you to listen. And and you've got to listen. <laughs> Give me a Yahoo. 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 Goodness gracious. Um, and 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 I just uh, uh, I I just I'm I'm one to shake things up, and uh, uh, and I'm just a different breed, and sometimes people just don't like that, and uh, but that's okay. Uh, that's what makes me unique and makes me different and makes me who I am today. Um, uh, I don't always communicate real tactfully. Um, uh, and my sponsor once said, it's your approach. And so, you know, and I, and I went to God about that, um, Jesse, and, and I went back through my whole life on my approach and, and I, tried to be like everyone else to fit in their little clique or their group or their social status. And you know what? I still didn't fit and, um, and, and, or get accepted or, uh, and, and I just made a fool of myself. So I've come to conclusion that I like who I am and I'm surely not going to change for anybody else today to, to try and be like someone else uh just to uh uh in order to fit in or or to get responded to this is who i am um uh like it or not uh this is uh Rita Badaloni. i have uh an assertive approach i'm about getting things done, um, but uh, I'm a whole lot of fun. I'm I'm very harmless. Just my bark is loud. That's all. 
know, you just can't shush me anymore. Hell, I was shushed for 16 years by my husband, and it still didn't work. You know, let's move on. I got something to read here. For tens of thousands of endangered children, foster care has become a trap door rather than the safety net that need to help them succeed. In particular, federal uh, financing policies have favored foster care over other child welfare approaches, leading states to overuse foster care to the uh, detriment of children who could be adopted, of, of whose families could be rehabilitated. Congress should give states more flexibility in how they can use federal funding and stop providing foster care funding on a per capita basis, which promotes this uh, dependence. States should refocus on achieving the best outcomes for children. Among other approaches, state agencies should work with private sector agencies and faith-based networks, find adoptive parents and guardians for children languishing in foster care. Hello, audience. Um, let's move on to, uh, something here. Um, uh, there are families involved in substance abuse treatment and child welfare services that do not come to the attention of the dependency courts. However, for those families in which child protection and custody issues prevail, the dependency courts play a critical role in overseeing compliance with the law adjudicating the case, and ensuring the safety, permanency, and well-being of children. An important part of the context of the problem is the large number of child abuse and neglect reports through which families enter the child welfare service system. The extent of overlap between these families and the other two core systems, substance abuse and the dependency court, is substantial, as indicated by the following national estimates. And um, I've got some really ferocious estimates here. Now, um, I'm sure uh, that you probably deal with this. Have you dealt with any, uh, like, of the mothers that that come into your sober living um, uh, houses where their uh, children have been taken from them? Oh, yeah. You know, actually, um, just last week I had a mother who overdosed. Oh boy. Yeah, she actually was only in my sober living house about four days before, you know, I had to make her leave and um, she went to um, our treatment center twice and I actually um, was her transportation to court when she signed over um, guardianship of her children while she was in treatment. And, I mean, it was just, Uh, you know, a terrible, terrible... I got sober before that was going to happen. And uh, my husband threatened me once. I said, over my dead body, uh, I, I got sober. Ended up in a motel room, but it didn't matter. Oh, you're not taking my kid. It's not happening. You know, it's it's about choices. And I know how devastating this disease is because I've played it out to every stage you could possibly play it out. You know, uh, the first time my child saw me loaded, the oldest one, he was 14, so the youngest one was four. 
And then it lasted about 11 months. Then I got sober for another eight years. Then the oldest one uh, or the youngest one saw me loaded when he was 14. So they both saw me loaded when I was 14. And that lasted four months. And uh, and then I got sober again. So I went out when I was 10 and went out when I was 8. And uh, and uh, I'll be sober six years again uh, in August. Um, but uh, but it it talks about, of course, in the big book how we. Uh, well, I'm not like them. I haven't lost this or that or you know. Mm-hmm. I still have a job. I still have a home. I still have friends. Right. <laughs> I still have right. clothes. <laughs> well, I lost all that. Yeah, lost mm-hmm. all that. You know. You know, so. you're you're talking about you know, how kids get lost in the foster system and. In Oklahoma, um, they DHS and um, they have Oklahoma sectioned in four quadrants, and I live in the fourth quadrant, and it is um, it's it's listed as the worst, where um, the most kids get removed, you know, from their parents, removed from the home, and put in foster care, and it is it's rated. Um, the highest and, and the most kids that are never reunited with their parents in the country and it, well, no, in Oklahoma. Oh, in Oklahoma. Um, right. And the reason being, as there are so many kids in the system, court dates are put off for so long because so many kids are in the system. There are so few caseworkers for DHS, that their caseloads are um, overloaded. Um, there are, you know, they're supposed to check on, if they're if a child's in foster care, they are supposed to have um, weekly care visits. Uh, they're not getting checked every week. Um, it was probably about five months ago that I saw something on the news where a four-year-old child was beaten to death in foster care by the foster parent, um, and the mother was just, you know, of, of course, devastated. She, you know, she was caught with marijuana and, and lost her, her was four-year-old this in daughter. Yeah, her four-year-old. This is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Lost her four-year-old daughter um, because she was caught with marijuana. The child was removed from the home, put into foster care. I do not who, know who, the whole. Who killed the, who killed the child? The, the foster parent beat. The, beat the, the little girl to death. The foster parents beat the little girl to death. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, both of them, or was it the male or the female? Um, I don't know exactly okay. all of the details. This is what I've heard on the news. Now, um, I, and just the news story said that the mother lost um, custody of the little girl, or she was removed from the home due to marijuana use. So there could be more details. I'm not exactly so sure. She lost her daughter just because of marijuana. That that is what the news said. And yes. then put her in foster care, and then the foster care parents killed the the little girl. Yes. That that um, it was a homicide investigation. Yes. Dear God. 
uh, yeah, the the um, cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. Dear God. Over mm-hmm. marijuana. Mm-hmm. Let let me let me read some of these statistics. <laughs> Alcohol and drug treatment. One point eight four million adults were admitted to the public treatment center. Five hundred and sixty six thousand six hundred forty eight were women. That's thirty point eight percent of one point eight four million. One uh fifty nine percent were parents of minor children. Two hundred and ninety four thousand parents had one or more children removed by child welfare services. 106,000 parents had parental rights terminated. Child welfare services. 5.5 million children were reported for abuse or neglect. This was in 2004. 3.5 million children received an investigation. 62.7% of referrals made to child protective services. 1.24 million children received post-investigation services. 872,000 children 47.8% of those receiving an investigation or assessment uh, were victims of neglect. 64.5% of it was neglect. Physical abuse, 17.5%. Sexual abuse, 9.7%. Emotional or psychological abuse, 7%. Medical neglect, 2.1%. And other, 14.5%. 1,000 children entered entered out-of-home care. One to two-thirds of families in child welfare services are affected by substance use disorder. Dependency court. 1.81 million juvenile court cases were filed. 1.615 million delinquency cases were filed in juvenile court. Each case represents a new referral to juvenile court for one or more offenses a youth may be involved in one than more case in a year. The juvenile court statistics series does not provide a count of individual juveniles brought before juvenile courts. 193,200 cases were for drug-related offenses. The total number of dependency cases filed is not known. However, 268,000 children were court-involved due to placement in foster care. The number of children were court-involved but not removed from parents' custody, often referred to as in-home cases, and for whom a petition alleging parental abuse or neglect was filed in court is not known. Hmm. Ma'am, let me tell you this. Every time I went to pick up Lily, there were these two boys at the shelter, you know, when I would go pick her up on the weekend yeah. before I got approved as guardian, they would find a foster family that would take them. And um, it would be on, you know, a Monday or a Sunday whenever I would bring her back. And this, uh, the new foster family or whatever would bring them back. Really? Over and over and over. What do you, I mean, what do you six, think was going on? Did you find out at all what was going on? With um, the, the worker, um, they really couldn't share much information, but from what Lily could tell me is, um, you know, that there was a fit or whatever. And obviously these boys had been in and out of homes 
most of their lives and there was behavioral problems and, you know, attention deficit disorder. And they weren't treating the boys at all. They weren't getting them treatment, any therapy or anything. Right. They were just throwing them in and out of the system. And, and, you know, let me read some of the statistics that happens uh, to children like this uh, that are just thrown in and out of the system. Uh, Oh, God, I know I have it someplace. Um, I mean, it just broke my heart. This place was an old nursing home that they had, you know, these kids in there. And every time I go back, I'm like, are they back? And she said, yeah. And it just, I'm like, man, imagine how they felt being dropped back off there over and over and over again. Well, what happens is they call it the epidemic of aging out. The number of youth who age out of foster care without a family has increased every year since 1998. Uh, from 17,000 to nearly 30,000 in 2009, uh, being these numbers are unacceptable. Uh, performance is serving youth varies greatly across the state. So percentage of children exiting foster care through emancipation ranges from 2 to nearly 25% of all exits. In about one half of the states, 28% or more of the children I just read that. I'm sorry. These failures are tragic, both of the young people themselves and for those around them who often suffer from the use increased levels of harmful behaviors. Agencies and caseworkers give up too easily on youth in foster care and uh, uh, relegate them to unadoptable status. Mm. Um, so what is the solution? Um I've got a lot of solutions right here, um, uh, but you, you gotta you gotta read what what they're doing here. Still, uh, they have bias against faith based outreach. Caring people in faith based communities have many resources to offer, whether as foster parents, adoptive parents, guardians, mentors, respite caregivers, financial donors, or volunteers in some other capacity. However, many state agencies and workers are reluctant to work with faith based communities, fearing proselytization. How do you say that? Is that right? Proselytization oh. and misunderstandings about church state entanglements so they don't want to because of religion they won't work with any faith-based communities at all and and god only knows how these children need faith in their lives that could actually save their lives um Mm -hmm. and giving them some faith and hope and belief in something more powerful than themselves. And then they have sexual orientation, non-discrimination requirements. Some would require sexual orientation, non-discrimination, um, thereby forcing most most faith-based agencies to choose between their religious beliefs and continuing services. Catholic charities in Boston, San Francisco, uh, Columbia, Great Britain have ceased to provide adoption services rather than violate the church's teaching by obeying such laws. Not only do these laws violate religious liberty, they harm children because they force high-quality, compassionate social services agencies to shut down. If all faith-based agencies closed due to such laws, the adoption and child welfare field would be just, uh, decimated. 
depriving thousands of children growing up in families. Then you got bias against infant adoption. Only 1.6% of children born to unmarried women are placed for adoption privately. 2% of children adopt out of foster care. 2009 were less than one year old. A fairly common attitude in the child welfare system, system is that infant adoption should almost never happen. Instead, the government should provide adequate resources for single mothers so that they do not need to place their children for adoption. Um, uh, President Obama's uh, 2011 budget proposed to defund the $10 million infant adoption awareness program, virtually the only federal program that supports private infant adoption. Yet in his 2010 budget, he proposed $124 million for a new home visiting program for single women with young children and those expecting children. The reality is that some single women and teens with unplanned pregnancies do not have the maturity or will to parent. When women who are not ready to parent default to parenting, some of their children will eventually be placed in foster care due to neglect or abuse. So um, they're not making this uh, available. States that could and should approve their foster care services. Delivering permanency to children more quickly. Efforts to achieve permanency, whether through unification, adoption, or guardianship, should begin as soon as the child enters foster care. States should streamline the process and speed up permanency by tightening permanency hearing frequency beyond the federal 12-month requirement. Complying with ASFA's 15 by 22 rule requiring initiation of TPR using ASFA's aggravated circumstances provision by to bypass reunification efforts when appropriate. Using concurrent planning, this means beginning to evaluate alternatives to reunification when the child enters foster care, including identifying and preparing prospective adoptive parents rather than waiting until TPR. And and that's so true. They're making these kids, they're in foster care for 22 months, 38 months, 48 months, sometimes six years, then they're, um, then they're aged out. And, and no one wants to adopt them. By age nine, no one wants to adopt these kids. So then um, uh, uh, they become unadoptive. And um, they're, they're waiting and waiting and waiting. They're not doing the paperwork. Or, or the paperwork's already ready, but they're not acting on it. And, and that's what the problem is in the system. They're not acting on what is already waiting for them to do. Dual licensing, simultaneously licensing parents for both adoption and foster parenting, simplifying second adoptions and sibling adoptions for already approved adoptive parents, working with private social service agencies, creating appropriate management level positions in the state social service agency to oversee such efforts, making specific managers responsible to provide the necessary leadership and accountability. And here it says contracting with private agencies to assist with recruitment and training, reaching out to faith-based communities for parents and caregivers, providing foster and adoptive parents with detailed information about the child's medical, educational, 
behavioral and placement history. Notifying the child's foster parents about legal proceedings and inviting their participation. Eliminating unnecessary requirements that alienate parents and prospective parents. Incentivizing and working with employers to promote employee involvement in serving children in foster care. What what else that you have seen do you feel that can be done? Working with the business community, uh, promote court improvement and accountability, make extra efforts to prevent aging out, guarding adoption with increasing kinship guardianships, consolidating funding. Oh, God. I don't know. I know what saved me was, um, well, you know, because I lost my children. And the only thing that saved me was, you know, going to the long-term treatment center for women and children. And for for 13 months, over a year, and it was, you know, basically working on my recovery and my parenting because I, you know, became a mother so young. And during my addiction, it's almost like I I lost a lot of my you know, how to be a mother. And my well, mom had both of my girls for a year. Well, praise God that it was your mother. You, yeah, you thank had, God. You know, you had, uh, a, 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 and this is what's most important. A, and I believe this is what the system is saying, okay, because I've read it in here. We, the system needs to work first to get the children to immediate family members First, before throwing them into foster care, into people who do not know these children and throwing state money at them or government money because cost foster care money, they got $4.7 billion dollars towards foster care money, funding these people that didn't even know these children, where it could have went into uh, uh, treating uh, parents and providing for these children, for uh, educating them, for providing uh, uh, treatment and and behavioral treatment and and, and making sure their their needs were being met, uh, recounseling them and, and trying to reunify these families back together uh, uh, through counseling and so forth. Uh, but none of that was being done because so much money was, was put back into foster care. And, and the first thing we need to do is to find immediate family members for these children to go to before we do anything else. And then, Right. Uh, if they aren't available, find guardianship um, and, and try and make that available. Because, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, what we have, what we have is that um, find over guardianship, and then in a year, we go back to court. And if she is financially stable and still sober, then we sign over guardianship to her. 
That's right. And, and, and get the parents involved in the children's lives, just like you're doing. Get mm-hmm. clean and sober and make a choice of being back in these children's lives. You know, get in therapy, get in counseling, take classes together, anything uh, that can, can benefit uh, uh, with workable solutions for a healthier way of living and moving forward in the right direction. Uh, uh, in doing the next right thing together, you know, teach these parents on how to be parents. I had to read books on how to be a parent because I surely um, didn't learn yes. from my parents. You know, no right. one taught me how to be a parent. And because yes. uh, uh, I, I, I know I didn't want to be a parent like my parents were, you know, and, and I left home right. at such a young age. I knew respect, though. One thing I did know was respect. You didn't talk back to your parents, and, and you surely, when they said something, you did it, or or you saw the back of the hand flying, you know. And mm-hmm. I and I didn't want, I did not want to treat my children like that. So I started picking up every parent book there was available, you know. And man, uh, and you know that has changed significantly. Yeah, I don't know if I like what they have out today. Oh, my goodness. When I was in treatment, you know, I went to 13 months of parent education. Five days a week. Yes, they make you do that five days a week. I mean, an hour and a half a day. Yes, they make you do it. You don't have a choice. It was it was that. I mean, it's it's part well, of I your, hope, your I, treatment. I, I hope you listened, and uh, it sounds like you have. It sounds like you're doing a wonderful job. Your daughters I mean, are absolutely gorgeous. Well, they they're pretty from. awesome kids, and I mean, sometimes I suck at being a mom. It's the hardest thing I've Don't ever always done. You know, uh, but, if you could see my kids and then look at me, it's like you really think they came from me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, but I've been blessed with a wonderful family. You know, my fiancé is awesome, and he helps. And, you know, my mom, she's been an, an other parent, too. She's helped me raise my kids. You know, when they say it takes a village, make me it cry. really does. You're going to make me cry. Oh, don't cry. You know, when when it takes a team and everybody works together and, you know, it's just it's awesome. My kids, they're, they're lucky. You know, they have a lot of us and we when you work together and everybody loves each other and everybody trusts each other i i didn't have a team i just had me and god you know and when my son said i was a lousy mother that nothing broke my heart more you know and and that's okay but you should see the healthy choices he makes today and i don't care what he says I had something to do with that. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Because yep. he's only 20, darling, and he was with me till he was almost 18. He didn't learn all mm-hmm. that by himself, baby. That's right. <laughs> Gave him ambition. Amen to that. <laughs> you know, I got in a debate with somebody the other day. But, you know, when I was in treatment, you know, they they say now, you know, of course you cannot – strike your children at all. They throw you in jail. Do you believe that? Kids are going to police on you. In treatment, they said that you cannot thank your children or you would have to call DHS, which is Department of Human Services in Oklahoma. It's like your child protective services or whatever. You would have to call and report yourself. 
And you would I've actually never heard of anything so, excuse my language, shit all stupid in my life. That is actually in the state of Oklahoma, you cannot strike your child. Well, I'm not talking about strike, but if I wanted to spank my child, um, if he disrespected me, I got the right to spank my child on the behind. Do I not? The way way that things are, are changing is, I don't know whether to call it insane, ridiculous. I mean, if my child does something that is dangerous, that can cause harm to herself, her sister, or others, you're damn right I'm going to spank her butt. You know, I will do That's it right. because right. I need to do something that is going to cause an impact. I never something that she my is... children. You know, That's but right. you have no right to tell me if I get to spank my child's butt, if he's disrespecting me, or, or if he's done someone to hurt someone else, to bring harm to someone else, or has done something illegally. Don't, don't. Don't you for a second. God gave me that child to raise, and uh, and it's my responsibility to make sure I'm guiding him in the right direction, okay? Well, this was, uh, my, this was my view on it. I was very open-minded to looking at every way there is to parent a child, and they were telling me that this was an effective way, and this was the, you know, the timeout method, and I was very open. I'm like, look, I got all of these counselors who are, you know, who are very educated, who have master's degrees, telling me that this is an effective way to parent a child. And so, you know, I was willing to do it. And, you know, it really wouldn't work that way. No, yeah. not really. Let me share something but, with you about someone with a master's degree. I don't have a master's but I'm halfway there, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do they have the lived experiences, okay? Have they raised a child yet? And and do do they perform that themselves with that child, okay? Do they walk that walk? Do they know that it actually works, okay? Uh, That's what I want to know. You mean, you know, I had like, we had like 13... Um, therapists there, and half of them did, and half of them didn't. I was at a point in my life where obviously I wasn't making good choices, you know. So I was just like, "Look, I'm trusting these people with my life right That's now." Right. I was on my way to, I was on my way to prison, you know. It was like, "Look, I'm not making the good choices that I need to make for myself, for my we children, gotta trust for my somebody, future. don't we? Right. So it was worth a shot, you know, and it Absolutely. didn't do me wrong. So, I mean, it wasn't a waste of time. You know, I learned a lot. And, you know, we're all still alive and kicking. And Amen. <laughs> what works for some doesn't always work for others. You That's know, right. But I know, I know uh, a, a lot of things that I did with my first child. I, I, I made some mistakes, and I surely corrected not doing the same thing with my second. Okay. That's right. And, and and that's what was important that I I learned from the first and and it's going to get different with my second and it got real different and uh and, and that's what's important that that we just don't repeat the same thing and um uh and and if we're willing to go down that route see that's one thing that's constant and that's change you know, yep. and if we're willing to change and, and, and learn from what we've done wrong. And sometimes it, that's hard for me, 
you know, uh, and it's hard for anyone, you know, uh, but uh, just, just like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And, and just like mm-hmm. the system, that's why it's so broken. They keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You know, and until mm-hmm. it changes, we're not going to see anything different. But, but but it is getting different. You know why? Because our population is growing. Each year, we keep getting more and more children thrown into the system. And, and that's why it keeps getting more broken and more broken and more children are getting more devastated and the attitudes are changing because our society is changing. There's less authority through these children because morals and values and belief systems have changed. And, and you uh, can't thank their butt. It, it, yeah. And, and uh, so, so how do we discipline our children? Just like that meeting that I was in, these these teenagers were talking over the adults. I just sat there quietly and just watched the whole scenario. Three adults in there, all talking over each other, over these teenagers. And it's like, uh, are, are we serious? Who who is supposed to be? Who's the adult and who's the child here? Who is running this show? You know? It's like, yeah. hello? Is someone going to take control of this situation? Nope. That wouldn't have been my child. I'd have been like, call DHS you, you, right now. <laughs> you you don't know, honey. I, I had to walk out. Now, I was coming back in to take control, but they stopped the group. And not only... It, it, the, meet, the the group was supposed to start at 6. It started at 625. Now, if you talk about leadership on your website, leadership, 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 and you a uh, group's supposed to start at 6, and you start at 625, what kind of leadership is that? Leadership's supposed to be an example. Be an example. I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Take a deep breath, Rita. <laughs> breathe, Rita. Breathe. Breathe. I'm going to show up. This program's going to get recognized because it will help save lives and turn turn our youth's lives around. I've already presented it to Mayor Dugan in uh, Detroit, and uh, and uh, it, it's it's out there. It's out there. Um, I've written this program, and it's trademarked, and and it's out there, and it's going to change lives. I can't help it. I didn't write it. God wrote it through me, you know. And and when God speaks, you 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 got to listen, you know. When you're doing God's work, you 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 got to move forward, you know. Um, okay. Well, um, I want to thank you for being on the show. Um, uh. Everyone, thank you so much for being on the show. I didn't even get my. Is there anyone in my chat room? Look at all my guests in the chat room. No one, no one uh, uh, said hello. I have some guests in there, but um, none of you. Uh, How do I get on the chat room? You have to sign up for a free Blog Talk Radio uh, account. You go into the bottom of the page and click in on one of the links down there. It'll tell you where to click in at, and then. Uh, you go to the very top of the page uh, and just fill out the top part of the Block Talk radio page, not the whole page, just the top part of it. Fill that out, 
and then mm-hmm. um, you come back in, and that'll bring you into the chat room. And when you do that, also, hey, you guys, all you guys that are in my chat room, go in and hit my uh, hit the follow button so you can become my followers and be my fans, please. And by the way, I know uh, my friend Ellie, uh, uh, Emily is out there, and my sweet. Ahmed is out there. Ahmed, I love you, darling. I I know you're listening, and uh, God bless you. I am so glad you are out there with us. I didn't forget about you. I just got real busy. Um, Thank you all for being here tonight. Uh, Tonight was a wonderful show, Um, and here's for everybody. God bless you all. Okay, um, I need to make one more announcement. Uh, July 11th through the 13th is a three-day intensive recovery coaching certification, uh, recovery coach one certification and intervention professional training live in Colorado for the Addictions Academy. Uh, to register you uh, for classes, you need to call 800 706 0318. Again, you could go to uh, Dixon's Academy webpage at www.addictionsacademy.com. Uh, thank you all for joining us tonight uh, for this very vital show. Um, uh, thank you, Jesse, for, for coming back on my show. I just adore you. You have a lovely family. Congratulations to your engagement. I hope you got those uh, relationship tools that I sent to your webpage. Um, I hope you get some good use uh, out of them. Uh, Oh, wait, we got a caller. Go ahead and take this caller real quick. Caller, you're on the line. Am Am I on the line? Caller, you're on the air. Okay. Um, I tried to uh um can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Who are you? Uh this is Emily Kakar. Emily Jeanette Hi, Rogers Kakar. Yeah, well, Hi, can... darling, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I I was listening to your uh, I was listening to your uh, uh audio and it kept breaking up, but uh uh, the the chat room wouldn't load either. Oh, well, so, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm having uh, problems with my studio. Uh, I, I'm sorry for any uh, inconvenience tonight, but I, I'm so glad that you're here in the studio live because I can hear you just uh, fine. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, Great. I can't hear me. <laughs> we, we were just ending the show. We were just saying oh, well, goodbye. Oh, yes. Do you have any questions or concerns that you'd like to uh, talk about? Oh, yes, about About the, okay, what really hit me was the CPS thing. Um, Here in the comment section, I I did uh, about uh, having having CPS. There ain't nothing worse than having CPS knock at your door and falsely accuse you when you only spank your child, okay? Absolutely. And did that the, happen? Uh, uh, yes, yes, and they have not stopped following us since they were nine years 
Now gosh. they are 14. And I, I am in New Jersey. And you can't even put a little kid into a naughty chair or, or you know, time timeouts don't work. And, you know, if you spank them on the butt and tell them, you know, tell them why they did it first and just kind of, you know, um, you know, nowadays that's abuse. And the, most of these people do not. Most of these people who come to the, your house, I hear they get a bonus when they can get you. These oh, yeah. they're they are like only, uh, oh, just, you know, oh, I just have my bachelor's in psychology. Oh, I'm I'm just doing this and doing that. They don't even have kids, for gosh sake. Yeah, they do. They're getting overpaid. I forgot to mention that, too. They're, they're getting so much federal funding. Uh, it showed in here also uh, they, they got scrutinized for um, uh, overcharging the uh, foster care funding for administrative fees uh, that they couldn't even concur with their visits. I forgot to mention that. Uh, oh, well, uh, guess what? Uh, my my uh, little girl has anorexia. Yeah, oh, my wow. little girl has anorexia, and they were accusing me. I'm in New Jersey. They're, my twins are in Austin with their dad, okay? So uh, one twin had anorexia for two years, and there's nothing like getting a CPS call all the way from Austin to Hawthorne, New Jersey, and oh, accusing me of neglect i'm like hey wait a minute they live with their father and their father would do nothing like that nothing no proof at all and they came uh still hear me yes yes yes, go ahead okay um they uh they came here telling me uh blah 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 and they were trying to go through my medications and my kids don't even live with me Oh now, boy! Come on. Oh, just, you know, I'm so that's sorry. That's important. That's where it's important to really look up and know what your rights are. You have that's a right, right to know what was. Re- you have a right to know and, what was reported. And, and you don't have a right to know who, but you you know to know what the allegations are. You know, and and say. Oh, you, I know! I know are. who did it. I know who did it. No. But you need to keep track of every visit that comes to your house, who's coming to your house, record the time, the date, everything. You you need mm-hmm. to keep track of all that, Emily. You really do. Yes. And and what the allocations are when they're coming. But start keeping track of all that, honey. Um, I mean, and, there's, and, a, there's a difference if it's harassment. And, I mean, if they uh, – hell, if they're really that interested in – They're searching my house. Child. I'm like, do you, do you got a warrant? You know, oh, well, no, do you have kids? Um, no, but blah, 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 blah. Come right. on. And, I mean, and, and that has not that That has not quit because the uh, thing is, she just got out of a mental institution. She was in a mental institution at least four or five, no, five times. This, this was her fifth girl around. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, she went back to Austin with her dad. And I'm disabled, and I, I can't, you know, it's part of it's being a normal 14-year-old, 
but she was just so messed up, so scared to speak out about her having anorexia and what a horrible thing that is. And when I went to Austin, okay, this was February, roll back, uh, when I got that call from CPS in Austin in February, I had to go all the way down there. I could not see my kids for three days because guess what? They ended up in a foster home. Oh, my God. My twins ended up in a foster home, and I couldn't fucking go see them. And boy, am I mad. Um, I went to court and took them uh, all of one minute to say, okay, well, um, the you know, the girls go with their mother for a while. Let's, you know, get them, you know, back in school up in Jersey where she is, you know, and, and uh, things will get better. They did for a while. They did for a while. But then uh, Rachel started having problems again. We had to admit her to uh, New York Presbyterian Hospital and uh, this uh, Renfrew Center for Eating Disorders. They did not take care of the eating disorders. They took, I mean, they took care of the, the eating disorder issues, but not the psychiatric, um, you know, aftermath or before or during yeah. math, you know. Um, um, they didn't uh, do anything with the psychiatric issues. What uh, were you the support sharing? Groups. Yeah. Huh? Jesse, Jesse, you had something you wanted to add in there about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... They removed the children because of mental health issues. Yep. Yep. And they back, they basically backed them into a corner. And then my uh, little girls say, "Well, yeah, Daddy spanks. Yeah, Daddy spanks." And all of a sudden, allegations came up against him for sexual abuse because he spanked them on the butt for stealing some money on a credit card. Oh, my or, God. Yeah. Yeah. That was when they were 13. Yep. And so they moved They moved to Texas to get away from that. But no. <laughs> so in bingo. They put them in yes, foster care. care. They put them in foster care instead of placing them with you? Yep. Because I couldn't, I couldn't follow. Uh, I couldn't go down there fast enough. Oh, okay. I couldn't get down there fast enough. They called me uh, from Austin. They called me from Austin to my house up here in, in Hawthorne, New Jersey, and I went there as fast as I could, but still could not see them for three days before they could find out from me that I'm not an abusive person. Hey, wait a minute. They have not lived with me since they were 10 years old, for gosh sakes. And I miss them terribly. I let them go back with their father. Things are supposed to be okay. But I'm every so sorry, night, Emily. It sucks, don't it? Ah, ooh. Uh, CPS claims to help families and all that, but they will keep following you. You know, they say, oh, free counseling and all that. And I'm like, Oh, okay, good. You know, and you're like, uh, I think it was uh, you, the other lady that said uh, that, um, what what is your name again? Uh, Rita, you've Jessie. got another game. Yes. Okay, Jesse. Jesse, is it that you, you said that you like, uh, 
um, like, okay, well, you're depending on, on them. Like, uh, you, you trust these people with your life, and then they backstab you like this. Something about this, uh, uh, these uh, DIFUS or, or CPS people, um, they, yeah, uh, they act real nice, and then they put shit on you. And <laughs> I think that's what I, I, I kind of posted in late because. Um, we got to watch uh, our my, language. This is a family uh, a family channel, Emily. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd add that on there. Yeah, this is oh, a I'm family sorry. channel. Oh, that's all right, oh. darling. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I yeah, I did mention that um, it, it it very well could have been um, a situation where, um, you know, they signed over guardianship pretty quickly to me mm-hmm. as the young girl, um, and I do, yeah. I understand why. You know, I I am very well known in the this community and it's very small, but if it was another situation, um, yeah. you know, and DHS was quickly out of the pitch, the picture. Yeah. But, um, I don't know what if it was another situation and the same thing, you know, happened and, and what if I was unfit, you know, what, right. if, you know, I have, I have a history of substance abuse. I'm a convicted right. felon. I do have, oh. um, almost, almost five years of sobriety. But you well, know, I do have, good. you know, I have a a history. You know, there mm-hmm. is always a chance that something bad could happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully that'll never happen. You know, and I've right. I've I I work very hard to make sure that that never happens. You right. know, I stay very stay very active in my community, and um, you know, and and work very hard to stay sober. Um, right. But That's good. the risk the risks are always there. Uh-huh. But okay. anyways, but yeah, the system the system can be very, very scary, very sketchy, very twisted. You know, in these mm-hmm. small communities, um, when people know each other, you know, your right. backwoods. Um, I got I got a um an in law that works up at the DHS office. She can help me out or, you know, whatever, it can mm-hmm. really get um, shady, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you reach heard... out for, is it, does it feel like if you reach out for help, they'll start putting, they'll start putting accusations? Are you afraid of that? Um, I've heard, you... I've heard mm-hmm. horror stories, actual, the some of the saddest stories, about VHS, right. but I've heard miracle stories as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm really conflicted, you know, right. when it comes to this, the foster care system. Mm-hmm. You know, some good and some bad. It's really, it's really about where you're at. It's really about who's in the office. Honestly, right. It's like mm-hmm. it's like your 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 police stations. You got your good cops and you got your bad cops. Right. You know, it's about it's about who's in the office. Mm-hmm. Who's going to report the bad ones? You know, who wants mm-hmm. the money? Who cares? You know, it's you got to find people that have a good heart. You know, and right. it's it's a dog eat dog world, and it's really unfortunate. Mhm. Mhm. And and I'm sorry that you went through that. I'm sorry that your babies went through that. That is terrible. You know, they should have immediately found out you know, what the, the cause of the problem and helped 
to get them treatment, not right. cause more trauma. That should have right. been that should have been the solution. Look, that there, there's a problem, mental health, there's, a, you know, a condition. Let's do whatever we can to help this family. We can do an investigation along the way, you know. Um, yeah. That's what should have been done. That's yeah. the first thing that should be done instead of pulling them out of the home and, and you know, getting them to safety, yes, but uh, they should be uh uh, analyzed and uh, counseled to see what the problem is and uh, utilize uh, uh, avenues um, and resources that they uh, should make available in, in guiding them in, into those directions in, in seeking help for these troubled teens and families instead of just mm-hmm. automatically throwing them into a broken system like foster care. That should not be the first choice. Uh, uh, they they threw them into foster care without even telling me. Yeah, I was the last to know. Well, that that's because uh, they're they're robbing society with uh, with this four point seven billion dollars that they got out there. Uh, uh, it's it, uh, it, it's really frightening. I I'm ashamed mm-hmm. to say that I'm part of this race that that uh, that participates in 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 this part of society. I, I really am. Mm-hmm. I really am. Right. It, um, it, it's a money game. Um, yeah, I'll right. take this kid because I got money coming. That, mm-hmm. That's right. You, you, you can lay your head down right over here. I'm not going to have anything to do with you, but uh, yeah, right. give me the money. Right. You right. can be you can be 18 years old as long mm-hmm. as your home is approved. You can take a class for three days. You don't even have mm-hmm. to be a married couple. You have to take okay. this class. You can both have a driver's license. For three license days. For three, for three days. days. Yeah. And and, and you yep. could not have any children at all and do this and take right. a class for three days and not know right. anything about parenting. Oh, right. my the God. Yeah. The, the and class, tell the me class, there's they don't even have kids. wrong with, with our society. This class is supposed to teach mm-hmm. you. This class is supposed to teach you it's three to 12 days. hours. How, how to 12 parent hours a child. for three days. <laughs> Twelve hours each day for three days, and then and then they pay you six hundred dollars per child. Well, it's five hundred ninety-three dollars per child. Uh huh. And you can have you can have two children per bedroom. Okay. And I gave yeah. up my whole life raising my children, and 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 they're giving up three lousy days to take a child in. Hmm. If you come take this class for three days, we'll give you six hundred bucks a kid. Just. Oh, so they, man. Were having well, me, they were having me jump through all these hoops to be approved for a foster parent. They're like, look, let's do all this, let's do all this. And I'm like, you know, okay, I'll do whatever you want me to. I want her. She needs right. to be here. Her mom is right next door. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, look, let's get you denied first so that we can Are get you, you as a guardian. Serious? Yes. They're like, if we get you denied, you can be approved for a guardianship. But I'm like, they're like, and then we can be out of the picture. Oh, right. my and I, gosh. And so I was like, you know what? I just want her here. I want her to be here. I want the structure in her life. I don't want to drive an hour there and an hour back let, let every Friday. What was the well, reasoning to fly. behind not wanting, wanting to be out of the picture? What was the reasoning behind that? Well, it's mine. It's the 
Sorry, what, what were you saying? Okay. You know, they could have made it look like they were part of the picture and pocketed the money. Well, uh, no, they, they can mm-hmm. close, close the case. Right. It's a closed right. case. Yeah. It's a closed case. One case closed. Yeah. Who, one case who would closed. know it's a closed case? Who says oh, it's a closed case? There's so many lost cases in their files. I I I read one case here. They couldn't even find children they were looking for to uh to do a survey on children. They couldn't even mm-hmm. find files on these children that uh that that were there for three months. Uh, they had already moved to different locations. They couldn't even find these files. Who says that your that your case was closed? Just oh man, just, yeah. yeah. So and, so who knows? Who knows? You know that that's how broken the system could be. Because uh, I mean, this guy, this this guy probably lost a lot of friends doing this uh, report that I was reading off of. Um, uh, anyhow, Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to keep you in my prayers uh, uh, for you and your kids to reunify. And uh, for your daughter to get well and and to keep her in therapy, please, 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 because uh, anorexia is such a dangerous disorder, and um, and we need to get down to the core issues of what the true issue really is, because she's got some issues below anorexia, uh, and 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 what the eating disorder is all about. Uh, because that's all uh, about a symptom, and there's some other issues going on with her, and I hope you can get in touch with them. You can always uh, call me. Um, uh, I'll give you my phone number. We'll talk about it because I do one-on-one sessions uh, if you need my help in that area, and we'll discuss, discuss it after the show. Okay, darling? Um, I right. just want it's, it's time to close this show out. Uh, Jesse, uh, do you have any last words before we end the show? Um, good luck, honey, and good luck with your youngins. Man, that has to be a struggle. I wish you the best. I'm so sorry about your situation. I can only imagine, and good luck to your um, children's father. I can only imagine uh-huh. the struggles he's going through as well. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. to be so, the allegations, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, well, um, they, but, they were dropped. The allegations okay. were dropped, but that makes a scar on the family. But I really Absolutely. appreciate your support and listen listening to me. Cause really glad you really glad you showed up. Really glad you showed up. Uh, it's all about moving forward and healing from here and finding workable solutions. And we'll sure work on that together, Miss Emily. God bless you. I'm glad you showed up. And uh and thank you all for joining the Serenity Show. You can find me on Facebook. Please be sure to like us. And please, uh, if you've enjoyed this show or other shows, please leave a review. I'd love five stars. Go to Facebook. You can do that there. Please find my website at www.theserenityshow.net. Um, and uh, uh, you can come to my archives. I still have shows there. Uh www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rita Hodges. Um, uh-huh. uh, and uh, I still have my cab service, uh, Serenity's cab service, uh, luxury cab service at a discounted price. I'll be back to work here shortly about 11 p.m. For all you Clark civilians, I will be out there. Thanks again Woo! for joining us. Uh, 
love you all. Ciao, Bella, to my audience. God bless you. We are out of here. Good night, Jesse. Thanks again, darling. Come back anytime. Ciao. All right. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you so much.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.